If you are a teacher, parent, administrator, student, and or anyone who loves reconnecting children with nature, and you want to figure out how to cultivate learning gardens and nature-based curriculum, then this is the podcast the Outdoor Classrooms podcast. My name is Victoria Hackett. I am the founder of OutdoorClassrooms.com and the Secret Gardens Nature Classes. I love witnessing the magic that happens when children are playfully learning outdoors, observing the return of wonder and curiosity when children are interacting with nature is pure magic. This is the podcast that is going to help you capture children's interests and give you not only inspiration, but some real life strategies that are going to help you figure out how to use the outdoor space, your outdoor space, as a teaching tool so you can enlighten the playful learning experience for young children. Welcome to our Outdoor Classrooms community. Before we dive in, I just wanted to give you a heads up on something that's super special. We've never done this before, and I'm really excited about it. We are building momentum in our circle membership, and we are inviting all of you to join us. If you've been not too sure about it and kind of want to take a peek and see what's going, what it's all about, for just a dollar, we are granting you one month full access to our membership site. It's an opportunity for you to take a deep dive, discover more, and make progress on your goals. If you missed the three-part training series, which was fantastic, uh, you will be able to find that in the Circle Membership Dashboard. So join now for just a dollar. You can register with a coupon code, which I am offering to all our listeners. So go to www.outdoor-classrooms.com and go under membership, the circle membership, and add in the coupon code Ignite Wonder, and you will get the entire month for $1. And this offer ends on October 10th. So really make sure you sign up now. We'd love to see you. Talk to you soon. Bye. We are here with three educators from North Shore Nursery School in Beverly Farms, Massachusetts. They are all co-lead teachers for the older class. And I'm going to begin with Nancy Camo. She has a master's in education in curriculum and instruction from Lesley University, an MS in early childhood education from Salem State University, and an AS in early childhood education, North Shore Community College. And she joined North Shore Nursery School in 2018. Christy Melanson is also a co-lead. She has a master in education in early childhood education from Gordon College, a BS in psychology from the University of Massachusetts Amherst, and she joined North Shore Nursery School faculty in 2022. Karen Smart is also a co-lead, and she has a master's in education in early childhood education, 
and an MSW in social work from Boston University. She has a BS in social work from Syracuse University, and she joined North Shore Nursery School faculty in 2007. Without further ado, I want to welcome our three educators and look forward to a rich and deep conversation about how they transformed their teaching practice into a classroom without walls. Without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everybody. We are here for another Outdoor Classrooms Tour and Talk, and we're, we are here with three educators this time from North Shore Nursery School, Christy Melanson, Karen Smart, and Nancy Camo. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to have each of them introduce themselves individually, and we're going to be having an incredible conversation about how they have really moved or their classroom outdoors, and they have this incredible space. So all of you, again, that are listening, members of the Circle community get to see these incredible pictures of their journey. Uh, they are absolutely gorgeous and beautiful, so I'm excited to be sharing them with everybody. So you can find those in the Circle membership, and those that are just listening just as good, but uh, you will just be hearing their audio. So welcome. So let's uh, let's do some introductions. Awesome. Who wants to start? Um, I'll start. I'll be in the newbies. My name is Christy. I am, this is my 10th year in education and my second year here at North Shore Nursery School um, and my second year um, working outside. So prior to this, I was in a very traditional kindergarten classroom for eight years um, in a couple of different places around the North Shore. And like prior to coming here, I was really, um, really burnt out after COVID and really looking for a big change. And I and by big change, I never thought I would be going outside. But when this opportunity came about, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go for it. And now we talk all the time. I don't know if I can go back into a classroom. Yeah, That's beautiful. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? I hear that from a lot of educators. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a, a beautiful place being out there. And it's really changed my practice and perspective on education. So great. Can't wait to hear more about that. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. So hi, I'm Nancy. And I've been teaching for a, re- a very long time. <laughs> All kinds of um, school settings. Some were downtown city-ish. Some had a good outdoor space. And this is my sixth year here at North Shore Nursery School. I've really enjoyed working with Karen and Christy. And we have another person that's with us quite a lot named Leah. And learning together and learning with the children has really sparked my teaching, especially being outdoors. That's fantastic. And and having been in the business for so long to be revitalized outdoors. And that's just the same theme that I'm hearing over and over and over again. So Karen, you're up next. All right. My name is Karen Smart. I have been here the longest out of all of us. I've been going into my 16th year here, which is hard to believe. My training actually is in social work. I have a MSW in social work, and that always is kind of my lens through which I teach. So combining that social work practice with early ed and knowing that the well-being of the child and the well-being of the teachers are how you can best, that's best practice is when we're both relaxed, when we're both feeling the freedom that being outdoors can bring. And throughout my teaching, I've always known that that's where we should be. But taking that leap was a huge step in figuring out how to make that work. And now that we're here, it's, it feels like coming home. That's so cool. 
It's, it's very different. And how interesting to have all three of you and, and all the gifts that you offer your children. It just sounds uh, like a dream. So let's dig in. So again, let's sort of go around in the circle again. And if you can just give us a peek, a little, you sort of alluded to it in some of your introductions of your journey before becoming a nature-based educator, and then just how teaching has outdoors has sort of changed your teaching practice? Before this, I was, I I, just to reiterate, I taught kindergarten in various public schools around the North Shore. And then I came here and um, coming down to pre-K and it was really exciting and nerve wracking. And since coming outside, I think when I like reflect back on what I did in my indoor classrooms, there was a lot of rituals and routines and we still have those outside, but it was so rigid. There was a rigidity that was like mm-hmm. necessary for survival inside. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's when the walls come down and you're outside, there's a flexibility and a flow that just works and the teachers feel it, the kids feel it. And it's, I've like come to embrace it. I remember my first week last year and I was like, this is new, you know, learning the team, learning the kids, learning how to be outside all the time. And it really does like, it does revitalize you like daily yeah. just going out there and like without the walls, you just feel like this, this magic happens with the kids. And it's so easy to go from one thing to the next. And especially when we're out in like the woods, like really in nature and I'm just learning how I've like really learned how to be flexible and to embrace like the ebb and flow of every day like whether it's the kids or and what they want to do or the weather and you know it's such a pattern that um, beautiful across everything and I love that you're referring to it as the classroom without walls I I, I love that Nancy what's your you alluded to some of your before and how this has all kind of changed your teaching practice. Well, I think the biggest change for me, and it really occurred over many years in my teaching, but I've used it more and more as we're outside, is the ability to let go of preset curriculum mm-hmm. ideas and really roll with child-initiated curriculum. Mm-hmm. So um, when we're outside, Sometimes we have more time, we have a lot more time Mm -hmm. to be with the children, to be learning with the children, to be observing and listening to the children and really hearing what they're interested in and then pulling forward materials and literature to help them and and to help us learn alongside of them about whatever they may be interested in. So for me, um, that has been a thrill throughout the year and in, in the outdoor environment. It's just easier to do that. Oh, you're giving me goosebumps. It's it's oh. so emergent. It's so so cool. Karen, what about you? Well, I have to give Nancy a lot of credit for my journey and my growth as well. Because when she first started with me, I had been in this system for so long, uh, which is a, a beautiful system. We have like the most beautiful classrooms, the most beautiful school. But when we started to know that we needed to be outside more and COVID hit, there was so much I needed to let go. And there was so much she would be like, it's okay. It's all right. Breathe. Let's just do what we're doing. And in that growth, I see it every day. I see that in the way that we approach children, our relationships with these children are so deep because we really are learning who they are in a way that's very different than when you're inside and you have an agenda and you have to clean up and now it's time to do this and we have this project and, oh, no, we didn't get to do this project. Oh, no. 
I'll give you an example because today was great. We were outside, it started to rain a little bit, but even before that happened, all of the children were so engaged and we had a shaving cream project that we were going to do. But we talked to each other and we're like, let's wait, look, look, they're all engaged in these things. We can follow their lead right now. And then when we need to pull something out that someone needs to do, we get it out. So it really is following that lead. Then of course it starts to rain. So what do we do? We pivot. You've got to pivot all the time and we quickly go under an awning and so much magic happened. We we decided to do some puzzles under there. We were singing under there. We had circle under there and it was really cozy. And then the children noticed it wasn't raining anymore and out we could go again. So you you have an ebb and flow to your day that is very open and it's mm. it's open ended but it has a beautiful continuity at the same time so there's this balance of the things that we would love to get done but we don't have to because this is what we are here for this is what we are doing ah thank you for that that's it is like an ebb and a flow it's like breathing in and breathing out there's sort of this if you can really capture that and that's really the flow that you want to get children into so a little bit of north shore nursery school and your mission and how this mission and you we've talked a lot about sort of getting outdoors mm-hmm. um and you all being child child centric and play based is there anything you want to add to the overview of your school? I have a few things like how we progressed into teaching outdoors. It started with a workshop Karen and I attended, and we had many really great Audubon instructors at this workshop. And for us, what they said really struck a nerve because they said, do what you can do outdoors. Maybe you can't be outdoors all day, all day with your children, but maybe you can bring certain lessons outdoors and start with that. So that was really fun. We did read a lot about Last Child in the Woods, and I'd recommend that book by Richard Louvre. So that gave us a lot of great ideas and reasons why we should be thinking about being outdoors. When COVID hit, um, for all of us, the Zoom happened, and we all know how that went. But when a lot of new learning and a lot of um, a lot of new learning, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> The current director really promoted us to be outside. We Mm -hmm. split our group, our large group, into two smaller groups, Mm -hmm. which really helped. But we basically jumped in. Mm -hmm. So we were outside most all of the time, unless it was very cold or or 90%. A lot. We were, and we had to problem solve and just figure it out. And that year was really a learning year for us. And then the next few years, we just, we just get to tweak things and morph things and improve upon things, you know, using ideas from each other. So have you had challenges? Mm -hmm. We were talking a little bit about pivoting. I want to describe some of these pictures for the folks that are not members. You have this incredible woods. So you all are very close to me. So I know your your <laughs> landscape and I know the woods that you take your children in and boy, are they lucky. So we've got four kids climbing on kind of a, a rooted stump here. And again, just looking at all the pivots and the challenges that you faced over over the couple of years that you've been doing this. Anything you want to add? Yeah, I think for me, Probably the biggest pivot was for a long time, the theories and sort of what was thought to be best practice was what you were doing inside. 
with the children. That was the work. That was where you were teaching. That was where you were, you know, doing all the main meat. And outside was fun. Outside was recess. Outside was very important. It was always been valued here. So I don't want to say that. But definitely the philosophy was really, you need to spend time inside. So that pivot for me was huge. Yeah. Because really one of the biggest challenges is teaching uh, parents what is the importance of this learning? What is this learning? What does it look like? How do you document it? And that's what we're getting uh, much better at and honing in on what this learning looks like. And so much of what the learning looks like is when you do follow that lead and when you realize that children are getting stronger and stronger within the environment, they begin to take these safe risks. They're learning how to be with each other, depend on each other, become a community with each other without you having to teach it. You're right. it, you're modeling it, you're working through it. And then how do you explain that to the parents really and teaching them what that means? And that's been a journey. And then the other pivot really would touched on the same thing is Nancy and I would often be looking, watching. We'll give you an example. A child is climbing up onto the swing. We're alone out there. We're like, okay, Let's watch. And using their body, knowing how to use their body, it became this moment where we'd say, whoa, not no, all the time. We'd be looking at each other. We'd go, is that a whoa? Or is that a <laughs> so you re, we reset what our rules were, right? Yeah. And when the rules shifted and the children understood that what's the most important rule to be kind to each other, to help each other, if someone gets hurt how we talk to each other, who we are as humans together. But the other rules that are often in place, who are they in place for? They're not really in place for the children. They were set because we weren't trusting the children's bodies to be doing the things that we know they can do. Yeah. That's that incredible. Was a big pivot. So what inspires you? Who hasn't had a turn? Oh, well, <laughs> I'll hop up. I mean, I think for me, one, the two things that probably, well, three things that inspire me the most are the kids. I'm just forming the relationships with them and learning about them and what really makes them who they are and what they're becoming and like interested in there. They totally set the, the stage for that. And then being outside, being out in nature, when we go on the hikes, mm -hmm. I just, I feel like every time it's like, I, it's the first time I've ever seen it and watching them play mm -hmm. and each other. It is incredibly inspirational. And then I'd say for me, the third thing is being with such an incredibly strong team mm -hmm. and working yeah. with these wonderful mm -hmm. people. So especially as a newer educator and like very new to um, this age group and outdoors. Um, yeah. So it's just inspiration all around. So I'm hearing from all of you is that a lot of it is just being outdoors is, is really refueling your teaching practice and kind of it's neat because I know many of you have been in the field for, for many years. So anything else that inspires you? I've talked to so many educators and it, it comes from so many different places. It's any, any inspirations? I, I feel like I touched upon, upon it earlier, really my inspiration is that child initiated yeah. learning and to watch all of us as a team bring forth things that the children are doing and coming up with ways we can put that into our curriculum with, with each other and the children. Two kids here in on a bridge and they're looking down into either a creek or some ferns. So Connell, can you give us a description of your the infrastructure of your outdoor spaces? I know you have a beautiful playground and then you also have access to these gorgeous woods. So I'm going to flip through some 
some pictures as maybe you describe them? So we basically, our home base, which is this picture is showing you, is we do live on the playground. That's where we start. So if you can look in the picture and you see the wood on the back behind the tank come in and they hang their backpacks outside. So the room is is set for them that this is their outdoor space. So they put their backpacks down and then we have different things set up. So this is the um, monarchs that we just have been following. We have milkweed on our playground. And so we usually start with this because this is the time when the monarch caterpillars turn into monarch butterflies. So we've been following that. So we stay on the playground um, for a while and then we go on hikes. So it's like our main. And then we off. So we pull material from outside. But when we go on our hikes, then we're leaving the grounds and we go off for the whole day. That's fantastic. a lot of time in the beginning. Yeah. After school, we would go out and we would we would hike the trails and find new and interesting spots where we could take the kids. And as we did that, we're like, hmm, do you think we can get up there? <laughs> too long. And these children have just showed us how strong and how how driven they are to to get it done and yeah. see what's over the next hill. It's very exciting for us and for them. And there's so many different hikes. Like how many yeah. hikes do you think that we have? Like I think we added them all together. We do between 15 to 20 different hikes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There's so, so many trails and and we start, you know, we start obviously the, these flat. kids are new to hiking, right? So you start flatter then you, your grade gets a little deeper. You're, you know, we go by, it's almost like we start at beginner level and we end at expert level. And it's a journey that is wild to watch. Yeah. And I think what touches me is that sometimes the kids come in and have never even hiked before, have never yeah. even been out in the woods before. And when you see those kids climbing these hard, hard, hard trails and learning how to use their bodies that way, that's very inspiring. Yeah. This is a woe, not no moment. So that, yes. So we're looking at two different pictures here. So we've been in the woods and and again, there'll be more pictures of woods as we go on, but we are back in the, uh, in their uh, playground outdoor classroom space in looking at a uh, mud kitchen. You can take it away. You can describe what is actually happening in these two pictures. It was really, it was definitely a woe, not no moment. Probably one of the biggest pivots we've had. So they decided they wanted to decorate the mud kitchen. We always have chalk out because that's like our outdoor, we chalk everywhere. There definitely was rules set of where you chalk, where should you chalk? Is this okay? I'm not sure if we should chalk there. But as we watched and listened to what they were saying, they were saying, we want this. They called it the the kitchen project. That that was their word. (laughs) This is the kitchen project. We are decorating the kitchen. So when you, we took a step back, we're like, that is so cool. And we watched and we watched and they were so proud of themselves. And then as they finished, more and more kids came over. So it ended up being this community project where they decorated. And I'll I'll never forget because there was one little boy who was out that day and they were really hoping it wouldn't rain because they really wanted to show what this had been transformed to. And it was just a beautiful moment where it brought all the children together and they all at one point had decorated on the kitchen project. And And so 
For those that are listening, the second picture is of three people, three little ones covered. They're wearing their snowsuits and they're covered in chalk just from head to toe. I mean, it's and the chalk mud kitchen is is completely covered and, and it, they're all smiling. And yeah, it's beautiful. And the other thing was great is that is kind of the other slide, but we have an outdoor sink, which is really we love that outdoor sink. So we just go over and we I don't know if there's a picture of it, but we yeah. anytime we get covered with anything, you can go wash it off. Yeah. Yeah. Right there for you. So now we just have, we have lots of wonderful different pictures of your mud kitchen and little ones looking at seedlings in their, I think probably in the forest and just kids looking at map and my little friend here. Oh, just such sweet. That is the top of the monkey bars. It doesn't look high, but she's actually really (laughs) hot. I <laughs> for an example, um, I always re- so very much appreciate the parents' um, work and dedication uh, with the seasons changing, having the kids prepared and having the gear. We know it's really challenging for them to do that. And, and without their help, it would be impossible for That's us true. to do what we do outside. Oh, yeah. 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 Gear is so yeah. it's such a hot topic because uh, and, and this picture here, we've got three little boys looking at a map of their different mushrooms and different things that but they all have proper gear on they all have hats they all have gloves and mittens and snow pants or rain pants so it's it when you have comfortable kids outdoors you can stay outside longer there's nothing better than being all snug in your warm out even us educators need to do the same Totally. I was going to say I that. Mean, we find it difficult in the springtime taking it off because it's <laughs> like a security blanket for yeah. them yeah and for us being like, is it time? We're not quite ready to take our snow. <laughs> you can sit anywhere when you have yeah. your gear on. <laughs> and that's a work in progress too, right? You don't start the year like that. That's sort of, we teach to it. Well, are you feeling cold? Great. Let's get your stuff on. And so we're within you know, the, the day, they're learning how to put it on themselves. To and regulate it. Yeah. You, certainly they don't come in. Yay. We got to wear a ton of gear every day. You know, that's not how it works, but it works when they start to feel cold or they're wet. Oh, but the most important is that they have the gear. But what what we say to parents is if you're, if they're protesting at home, bring it, right? Just bring it in a bag, hang it up, then they will go get it and want it. And that gives them such control. So here's some more, here are these pictures of you, uh, your, you and your groups climbing. It looks like a mountain. (laughs) it is this is one of our harder hikes and it's actually the picture doesn't do it justice it's actually a very very steep hill so any preparations when you take kids out into the woods so here there are two more pictures of kids going into a very snowy snowy path and i know (laughs) i'm actually ready for that type of hike yeah we love those it's very quiet in the woods in the winter it changes completely yeah. It's like this muffled, quiet sound. It's really beautiful. And, and to have them experience no that. <laughs> yeah. There's no bugs. Yeah. <laughs> but to to be able to experience, so we're here in New England, to really have children experience the different temperatures and climates and how it all, they always say, blink an eye and it's going to change. The weather will change. But to have them experience that silence and that quiet and just hearing nature nature's chorus uh it's such a gift there's yeah. another picture here of oh, yeah. three three kiddos uh just looking up so looking up and they're sitting on a log looking up and they're all holding brown paper bags yes that's actually a part of like when we go out into the woods on our hikes it, because we're out there for like many hours of time 
when they come into the playground in the morning, the first thing they do is they come over and they write their name on a paper bag and scoop their snack and we roll it up and we put them in backpacks and, you know, we pack water for the group and cups and that's like the big routine on hike days. And by the end of the year, they just run it themselves. They like, they know they come in, they do that, they go. And then before we go, they know okay, I should put on the other gear I have that I didn't put on and that it's like, oh, we're going on a hike. So like, get your stuff. And it's like a smooth, like, oh yeah, okay. This is what we do. And and then we go, we get to our like spot where we hike and then we, they all like sit. A lot of times we have a lot of like these long logs and they all just like sit next to each other. It's such a beautiful communal time to Mm -hmm. snack and chat before they really explore like the beautiful vastness of the outdoors together. It's, it's really routine and like a really beautiful thing to watch as they get really um, used to it. And it becomes like a, what a, what a wonderful routine to get used to, you know? (laughs) And then in this picture, all I can think of is just the, one of the schema is just looking up, looking looking at different things from different views. Mm. So it's fascinating to just that your pictures are gorgeous. So again, join our circle so you can see these amazing, amazing uh, pictures. Is there anything else that we've missed that you'd like to share a little bit? The, the other slide just made me think of something that I think it's changed in all of us, but it's this, this web of aliveness where when we're out there in the woods and then even when we're here as well, um, we you see birds and you see worms and you see lots of things on our playground. And then the connection when we get out into the woods and we are seeing those same species, but in their own, in their habitat, I think that it makes us feel so close to the earth and so connected. Mm. Um, And it's teaching them what, what the outdoor world is. Where do these bugs come from? What are the species? How do we, how are we connected to each other? Yeah. you move it moves us yeah. beautiful respect yeah lots of respect for the animals too and that that's a huge mm-hmm. part of what we do too is when you find an animal in its habitat we don't take it back we we put it back in its habitat we hold it gently but we don't take it back don't mm-hmm. take it out of the woods and just having that respect and also just loving all different types of weather i feel like that's a big growth for us i mean i used to look at weather and weather was oh no, it's going to do this. Oh no, we can't do this. And now it's like, oh, it's going to, okay, this is what we need. But it, it, it flips it around. It's like, they're really, I know this is cliche, but there really isn't bad weather. It's, you just have to dress appropriately and have a little bit of shelter, right? If you have a little bit of shelter, you can get out of the worst weather, but then go back into it. And that's what they even find. We'll find it, it'll be raining really hard, but it stops a little, let's go. (laughs) So we play off of that. But, and again, the weather sort of becomes another teacher. So it becomes this, instead of, oh, it's raining outside and I don't want, and and getting into that sort of mindset. We talk a lot about just that, exactly what you're saying, that mindset of, wow, like even when, when you gave that example of, it rained today and you were outside and you went for shelter and then it became this sort of breath in and this very snuggly time. And, Mm -hmm. and then, Oh, it stopped. And and then, but if you were inside, it would have been a whole back and forth, but it just is this very short breath in and then breath. I love, I love how you all have really truly 
captured uh, nature-based education and embarking into the woods and your outdoor classroom. And it just feels like uh, you're doing it. And it's exciting to hear. And it it, it makes me have goosebumps. But I just want to thank you for every little ounce that you put in, every ounce that you put into your work, because it definitely shows miles. And I know that each one of the children that you're touching is going to hold those memories that you are facilitating and carry them on with them because it's such a vital and such a vast experience that you're that you're offering them. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. It definitely has turned around when you're saying, Oh, I've got oh, I'm gonna go to work. And it's like, I can't wait. You know, like, <laughs> like what what will today bring? And there's yeah, things that are hard. It's not, it's not like, oh, it's so easy to bring everything outside and to figure it all out. But once you're out there and you're doing it, everything, everything lifts. It it just flows. For any new teachers, for anybody that's out there that's just starting or thinking about teaching outdoors, what would be your, for each of you, what would be your recommendation? What would be a tip or trick that you would give them? Go shopping and buy very warm socks and (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We have a lot of gear. We really do. When we first started, we, we, thought we needed a wagon and we used a wagon a lot that helped because it it is exhausting to kind of carry out so much and carry it in and then we realized pretty quickly we didn't need that much stuff so that turned around but a wagon is helpful especially if you're going to go out and you're going to bring lunch or something like that that's a that's a great piece of equipment to have so that you're not constantly lugging you can just put everything in the wagon and perfect Yeah. And then we have a lot of easy outdoor tables that are flexible. um, So we can move them around quickly if we need to. Like today it rains. So let's quick, let's take all those green tables. We'll put them under our dry space. So things that are pretty easy to carry and move around, that helps a lot. I think being proactive is really good. Like you do have like those problem solving little ahead of time with um, some of the weather challenges and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, having the gear and and that sort of thing. I feel like on the days when we are in the woods, you need less, you don't need, as as Karen said, you need less material because they really use their imaginations. You don't need, we don't bring anything into the woods. And that's fascinating to watch as they put together. Beautiful. and that's, and that's probably their, their favorite part because they are using their imaginations. They they are really in the zone, in the flow of learning because they're completely left with the woods, exactly. themselves in the woods. And almost no walls. No walls. No walls. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us? This has been absolutely wonderful. I think we're very lucky that we're supported here. Yeah. Um, our, our ratios are quite good. Mm -hmm. So that enables us to really spend a lot of time with the children. I mean, I think the thing that is so profound too, is that not only do we find transitions smoother and children's well-being lifting, but it it's lifted our spirits. It's made us passionate again and, and ready to engage. And I think for a new teacher, it's really exciting to get out there and to experience it. But until you do, uh, you might not know what we mean. So yeah. you really have to try it. You have to get outside because it's a yeah. completely different way of teaching. It really is. You're not relying on the things that you usually rely on, but the things that you gain make your day so much smoother and, and it flows. Yeah, they're like invaluable. And it's almost going back to what how you started this conversation, which was you went to a workshop mm-hmm. and you were catapulted by someone that said, just try one thing. 
Right. Just try one thing. And that catapulted you into, oh, this is kind of fun to the next thing. And then it sort of (laughs) becomes a domino. Yeah. So where can we find you if people were wanting to learn more about you, the North Shore Nursery School? Well, we're located here in Beverly Farms, Massachusetts. North Shore Nursery School, we have a website. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Wonderful. Um, under North Shore Nursery School. So great. I want to thank you once again for all the work that you are doing and and really promoting and advocating and educating parents and kids about this nature-based movement. And we're ho- our hope is that every school and every child can have access to mm-hmm. an outdoor classroom and have the exact same experience that all your children are having. And you are a part of that. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you you for having us. Thank you for listening. I want to share just a few things before we leave and close today. First thing is to let you know that the trial offer for the membership is $1 for one month if you use the coupon code IGNITEWONDER, and that is going out to all our listeners and subscribers. That special offer ends October 10th. And secondly, I wanted to share that the monthly live one-hour workshops are coming back. So we will have our first monthly workshop. We're calling it a monthly workshop roundtable on October 17th and Circle members get access to those workshops for free and those will be $37 for anybody else that wants to join us. So those will be monthly. So keep an eye out for those. And thirdly, if you want to chat more, join us on our Instagram page. That's where I've been hanging out a lot lately and share this episode with anyone who you might think is interested. Talk to you soon.